Welcome to the Scale the Good podcast. This is another episode in the Purpose Favored series. My name is Kamil and uh, I am the program associate for Road to Region, uh, which is a new accelerator that we have uh, going on. And uh, I've been here for a year. This is the longest I've been in a job. Uh, and this is Tushan. Hi guys, uh, I'm Tushan and I'm the program manager uh, with alongside Carmel for Road to Region and I've also been the program manager for the Climate Adaptation Program and uh, the LIL Garage Program. Uh, so yeah, uh, are you ready to kick it off? Uh, so... <laughs> So let's hmm. So talk about starting point of your careers and thought thought process, the priorities and the general uh, line you uh, put into. So talking about my career, uh, I was not the most how do I say studious and you know like the career driven kid even throughout school because I had like a whole you know studious uh, phase till about grade seven and it just flew off the window probably the folks I met I blame them <laughs> but yeah uh, right after uh, O-levels uh, I to be very honest <laughs> I was just generally good with computers right and my parents and the relatives they had like generally fixated on okay he's good with computers so he's gonna do it and i was doing it even for all levels i did it but the thing was even though i was relatively decent with it and like, you know programming and all of that i was never really enjoying it but so this flew through right right after all levels my parents uh, were pushing me to do my degree, right? Or start off my degree with the foundation instead of going for A-levels. So that's exactly what I did because this, I was, like I said, I had, to be honest, that five years I had not planned. Even reflecting, I don't think I missed out because I was very spontaneous. I was like absorbing a lot right after school. Uh <laughs> Because during school and all, I grew up in a very close-knit family and like I was exposed to the general society in a very minute way. But over year, I sort of grew out of my shell and like I was like starting to explore. And then when this opportunity came out, I started my degree at ANC. Uh, so it was actually quite exciting because I got a new degree of freedom uh, from away from home yeah. so I started the first year I was I went nuts right and I, went, I was absolutely crazy and like the easiest foundation subjects I started screwing around too much and like you know it started reflecting on my uh, academic like you know progress and like the GPAs and all started like uh, getting uh, impacted on that so then what I did was uh, what sort of gave me a sense of reality because I was not aware I was very childish, very mature, and not grasping the reality of things. Uh, so this was my parents. They were the ones who were like supporting me to study. I was not really checking through like how expensive the courses were. They were just like, you know, I hear the numbers, but I was not really processing it. And then my family was going through some financial rough times. So and and then like you know it becomes apparent when you go home it's not the same energy they're stressed out and you know that they're, they're strained out because of your degree then I started taking it seriously right that actually while doing that this is the starting point of my career I started talking to my brother-in-law who was already doing some freelance stuff and he taught he sent me a bunch of YouTube videos to learn about graphic designing and web designing and this was very uh, like the early days when WordPress came out so I started uh, fooling around with WordPress and started getting some uh, web designing gigs and like like you know I got some freelance clients foreign ones from US so I started getting a decent amount of money so I started helping my parents to like pay for my college uh, the first two years I was actually helping them out which felt great uh, that's all I became a driving factor to take things seriously more than like I was like way too taking <laughs> exactly taking the weight off them felt so nice and like the financial freedom how good it feels that's when I first got the taste of it but still 
the biggest thing was for me i was very spontaneous i think i don't know whether is there something called too spontaneous i even after college i had not like you know plan my next 5 years okay i'm going to do this and like i see people who, like like immediate friends right after college they're like okay i'm going to do this then start my masters i'm with a degree i'm like okay okay cool and uh i started looking around and uh i bumped into an ad on uh, linkedin for a uh, job uh on at artsy clark center i'm a big fan of artsy clark so that was like i was like okay cool and i applied for it and they were generally working with uh i wanted to sort of specialize on erps so they were trying to build an in-house erp back then uh and so i plugged into that and i got a job at as an assistant engineer because it's a engineering uh entity most of the positions go by engineering uh, focused like positions right so i went there and uh uh started that was like from my freelancing uh that was my first actual job like you know i got contracted and uh <coughs> uh yeah so i started as an assistant engineer uh at the IT department of Arthur C Clarke Center uh I'm very glad cuz that's where I got to learn like you know how like it's it's not too corporate either it's it's more like a research institute so you had like your freedom it was not like a very set like you know 8 to 5 kind of ordeal like, like it's very flexible when it comes to timings and like the work you get is very vivid but the thing was the what bothered me there was the <coughs> irrelevant like so the entire th- reason they started to work for an e- internal uh, in-house built ERP was they were trying to get all of these government entities to be paperless so they had like a management system they were trying to transform to an ERP system right so while this was going and we were working with that uh, we then realized how inefficient the whole government sector is because of the system they're so used to they don't want to budge out of it they just want that like even the paper trail they just want it as a physical file that on their desk if it's like directed to your email and there's like a whole entire process like very easy they just have to log in they can see where the pending they still stuck in the whole thing they want to file stuff and like and the worst part is the filing is horrendous there's, there's no system to it you go and try to check for like a file that was 3 years uh, early and there's not going to be any luck it's just a bunch of papers it's just a bunch of yeah that's what they think the hoarders that's that's the thing so so we tried really hard like cuz most of the upper management were relatively older uh so it was a bit tough to like you know get them to adapt it was efficient but they sort of felt like cuz i think it was our fault as well cuz there should be some sort of induction to technology when it comes to uh, older generation right yeah cuz they so they're in places of power so they like if they go to a system that they're not aware they're not familiar with they feel like they're losing the reins so we found a lot of resistance uh my i i did learn a lot about programming and a lot like you know how like these systems function uh, while i was there but the execution also i learned how hard it was to execute something like that uh while i was working there cuz there was so much of resistance especially when it comes to you know the leave management systems oh my god cuz now everything is getting tallied in real time right so people were very uneasy cuz like you know <laughs> they have to check they get like you know cuz usually it was the book they sign off and like they don't even keep their fingers now it's all like there's no book they have to keep their fingers so there's all sorts of excuses that i didn't recognize my finger <laughs> and like nothing goes like there's a, it takes a picture of your face as well so people were used to like sort of undercutting the system now like the system's getting a bit strict so there was resistance on that side as well the disciplinary aspect uh but it was fun though uh so even though i was doing all of that and i was actually learning a lot i still uh didn't enjoy like you know i like i satisfaction of getting something done was already like it was always there but like it's it just didn't fe- feel right yeah and it became very routine which sets me off i hate when life becomes routine right uh 
like i don't want to like skip the timeline even now like this year like the last two years i had to go through a lot of changes new job and like uh, like i got married recently so it's a bunch of changes and uh, now the biggest worry is like up to now everything has been very dynamic obviously as you grow older the routinal stuff tends to become like very easy to fall into a routine that repeats i have no idea how i'm going to react so i'm just going <laughs> to prepare me you have to deal with it yeah you can still stay dynamic that's why i'm trying to push like you know so when it became routinal and it was it was not a routine i enjoyed uh i i started like you know looking around what i can what can i do to like you know jump out of this then i started hiking uh which sort of like uh was like my you know zen place when things became too routine i used to go on a hike for no phones no nothing i just hop on a train and go somewhere like, like from, from the 9 to 5 yeah 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 to contrast like i just don't answer the phone or anything uh so then uh, i wanted to just i didn't feel this was right for me or i was enjoying this so this time my friend was applying for airways right for there was a closed uh, closed day in sri lanka they were hiring folks so he wanted help with the application so i was filling it out to him and he started talking about the traveling and all of that and and the perks right even the money and all of that the money was not a big factor but the traveling the opportunity to travel so many destinations yeah. that was a selling point right i was like maybe i'll also uh apply and see and uh, i actually got through uh that was like a complete like the funniest part was like this was even on my cv you like the okay programming event management like stuff like that and all of a sudden cabin crew like a complete different area uh, so i applied for the cabin crew in airways and i uh, left arthur c clark to jo- to join airways cabin crew right and uh i was there from uh december 20 which year did corona come 2021 2020 yeah so then 19 so 19th uh december uh, no november november i went to and started my training and all of that and uh finished my training and uh like the went on the observation flight and all right after i come back uh it's all chaos right like everything's going down on lockdown i'm also worried about my parents like cuz like they were, i knew if something happened there was no way i can go back to sri lanka either, which bothered me really bad just the feeling of being locked out of your home country and like your entire most of your family is there and every your friends and loved ones are there so that <coughs> that is <coughs> that is actually uh one of the key points where i started uh you know reflecting on the things my country has to offer like how fond i was of the country cuz i felt very locked out then i started like being like you know gr- like i started having gratitude for the things i was taking yeah. for granted right like the like, every single thing from the food for to the air to the birds like i went so, so like i used to watch all of my youtube history was this sri lankan vloggers i was just constantly living off that that's what i was like okay i need to go i need to go i need to go cuz the funny thing was i was anyways homesick when i first went to this was the first time i been away from my family as well uh properly so when i was uh, there i dealt with my family uh, you know homesickness and all of that and the moment i was like okay fine i'm going to go through this this stuff happened and locked down then i reverted back i saw a relapse back so when i came to sri lanka uh i for started i wanted to start something of my own cuz i felt that uh so the just to do stuff i enjoy there's supposed to be some sort of like you know financial freedom and uh the thing is if it's another company that you're working for generally you never know regardless of what it is that job safety that can go just like that right so i was like okay i'm going to start something on my own and i had another good friend of mine uh who was working at uh, maharaja group as well i got along with him and we were like okay well, let's start a design agency because i've been working with them uh, with my freelancing gig. so i had like a decent uh, client pool so i started my agency and started working with them and and during covid and lockdown 
the digital space was the most attractive yeah. thing, right? The brick and mortar system was just falling, so they had to go digital. So I had so many opportunities to like, you know, work with so many newer companies. So it was fun and like things were moving. But then uh, Corona, like Corona times was actually good for a digital agency. It was like open season, right? And after that, you know, the entire economical collapse and all of that happened, which was hard. Right, because I was completely relying on my freelance gigs. I had no other job. I was just working back to back, especially with the foreign clients and all. Yeah. And when you started having those twelve-hour power cuts, that was that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like it was really tough for me to maintain the clientele because we were all like this. It's very competitive on that space. Like the moment you slip up, there's somebody to gonna take your, take your place. So unless you do something. Uh, like extraordinary uh that's what i was thriving for but still you know <laughs> but yeah uh, so uh i started uh getting a bit pushed and like you know uh strained on that end and i decided okay while i'm doing this i need a link to like have some sort of steady cash flow to like you know like i have responsibilities to maintain so then I started looking for a job again, and that's how I started working on my previous employer as a social media manager, because I had social media experience with my freelance stuff. Uh, that is where I got exposed to the corporate culture, which I was not a big fan of. Yes, just like the cutthroat nature of things when it becomes too corporate-y, it just was like uh that was not fun but i still like you know mustered through like there was so much of opportunities and like you know that was completely me trying to like sort out like a steady income right yeah. i did not That's see sole purpose. sole purpose for it there was no greater right. satisfaction or great drive that was pushing me and then the situation of the country became even worse and like one other reason uh, I actually was looking for a steady income because my wedding was coming up as well. <laughs> so I had to do that. And during, uh, right when it was closing to the wedding, that was the worst time of our economic country's economy that year. Like it just, everything fell apart. There was no fuel, nothing as well. And then like I was, I was part of the entire pro protest wave that yeah. went throughout the country. And uh, that was, I was not supporting any party or not any political agenda. It's just I was done with the system kind of thing. So while I was doing that, initially, obviously, I was also part of the media that I consume. And I was part of this flock that just got uprose. Uh, like, there was no single driving entity. Like, it's just we had enough. We just, we were reacting, right, yeah. for, more, for the most part. While that was going on, uh, that is when I started paying attention to the potentials of Sri Lanka I started seeing a lot of younger figures popping up and that's like that's one of the uh, like areas when I started paying attention proper attention to Randula's work as well yeah. so I started seeing okay the platform she was using and I got I started getting exposed to that and funnily enough uh, during that time uh, uh, my contract was also finishing with the company I was working with so I was looking for a new uh, employer right and uh, so I spoke to some of Randula's uh, friends as well and uh, sh then she uh, basically asked if you are interested uh, why don't you apply to be a program manager project manager with GLX so uh, and I was like okay cool and I went through all of the stuff GLX was done I was just completely blown away and for I don't know it was just it was so on time, on cue, because, like, inside me, I was, like, trying to find, like, you know, like, especially the purpose, like, the question, like, the purpose for something, and I just wanted to look inside within the country, and I found GLX was doing some amazing work with some amazing people from this country itself, so that was, like... That was like a no-brainer for me. I was like, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply and see how this goes. And uh, I was very nervous, because this was... Like I said, this was a completely new ball game for me. I was not, I haven't worked with any sort of like, you know, uh, agricultural stuff or like, you know, it's all digital and like I haven't really uh, had project management experience either. So this was like a completely new uh, ball game for me. But that's, that's another exciting thing. 
I generally love to, you know, like sort of like not just dip my toe in like to check the water. I I I prefer to jump in and then find out. <laughs> uh, luckily, uh, uh, so far every single time I jumped, I've managed to swim around, not just drown. <laughs> so uh, I actually uh, applied and I uh, I this actually outdid the expectations i had i like the team and everyone i was not exposed to this work environment at all because i initially worked with a government entity then a corporate entity and uh, anything beyond that was like either uh, freelance stuff so when i got into a company that like this is not like you know like csr stuff like saying uh, we are all family i genuinely felt like this was a family uh so like I've actually started reflecting on all of my priorities and like I was like at at one point especially when it was closer to the wedding I just completely ditched what like my well-being and I was just like okay okay make the most you can and like you know do whatever you can to like you know go to there and like I've since I joined I've been looking at life in a much more broader and a holistic way i just realized there's more aspects to focus than just like you know the very uh minute stuff like you know money <laughs> so and like the just the satisfaction of seeing like the last programs that ended seeing the ones i like the companies i worked like speak and like see how much they grew was one of the best feelings ever and i think you guys have seen like i just my entire face hurt from smiling so much so, so i i don't think i've completely figured out my purpose yet um initially like if i spoke to myself 5 years back or 10 years back like i think forever if you look at someone who's 30 we had like the impression okay they're 30 they should have their shit okay. oh. <laughs> sorry harry <laughs> so uh, they uh, have to have this stuff together right uh, so i think right now when i'm like i'm still 29 but like i'm almost 30 i don't feel like i'm like you know life is yeah still that yeah young and stuff there's so much more to figure out there's so much more to do and i don't the entire thing that makes you feel rushed i just realized it was just if you start comparing yourself to everything around you and the folks around you obviously it's good to draw inspirations from others but the thing is you have to know you when your life is your script you go on your own pace so so i'm 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 not that shy to say i'm still finding out my purpose and i'm i'm yeah i'm still finding out my purpose but i i i know that comparing the past 2 years i've made the most progress this year i've i think i've grown a lot more like you know wider uh, when it comes to figuring out stuff like what truly matters to me so i guess in a way i sort of am growing <laughs> but it it feels great i don't i don't feel like you know i'm missing out or i'm like you know way back behind or anything so yeah that's i guess that's how that covers that topic for me you want to take it up so just to say something about like how you said uh, about uh, not having your purpose figured out right the thing is the thing is um most people seem like they have their purpose you know like the outlook of the people like right? they're like oh okay that person seems like he has his stuff together and all that but in reality that person is like just in he he's set in a mold you know and and the people who are not set in a mold the outcasts the misfits like you and i yeah. we are the people who seem to not have our purpose figured out yet yeah. and that i think is the more you know natural the more you know authentic way you know i mean not no, no offense to anyone who who is in this way but think about it it's like uh, they just they were told what to do and and they're doing that and they're successful that's right but this is a different way you know yeah so i can relate so much to what you said like so much right uh going back to my childhood uh well i okay i i studied in dubai i was there for 10 years in total come back and you know on and off but 10 years in total and i studied there so 
I always, I mean, the entire my entire schooling life, including Sri Lanka, I've always found like you know something's off. Yeah. Something's off. You know, we're not meant to sit for like x hours of x number of hours in a classroom with a bloody desk in front, yeah. and you know, someone come and tell you, you know, do this this way, think this way. No, that was so off to me. Like, was was I ever going to be allowed to explore things my way? Yeah. You know, and that that I I had that within me, and I always I I don't know. I think that added to my rebellious nature. I was always like no I'm not going to do that I'm not going to do this. So yeah I was you could say a rebel. I I think even now I am it's just that I'm a little bit chill. Back then I was like hyper as a kid you know though that combo can get a little hectic. So uh, yeah I wanted to like you know finish school as soon as possible and like get out of here it was like an asylum you know it's one quickly get out of here so I just did my O levels and like even I was a smart kid I would say because whenever I put the effort I would like you know ace it. One thing is that thing didn't, that that system didn't uh, didn't sit right you know and I wasn't it wasn't appealing. So I didn't feel like putting the effort. But towards the end when it came to like something like O levels uh my mom was a bit like you you better get this that because you you need this but at least minimum right? So I was like fine you know 3 months left for the exams I just sat down went for these extra classes somehow managed to like get you know Cs and Bs and yeah pass it so my mom was crying she was crying she was like oh so happy you got it done you know uh, and I was like yeah yeah you so after all levels I like yeeted out of school and uh, I've always been fond of um, cooking right cooking and and uh, health wellness movement that was a whole package for me i don't know it all went hand in hand and uh, because yeah. we all know right like being physically uh, fit is uh, i mean food is part of being physically fit right mm. so initially i wanted to become a chef right that was my dream to become a chef i still have that like yeah. but not the same it wasn't the same image i had you know as a kid so as a kid i enrolled in uh, baking school I wanted to do uh, you know hot kitchen like you know cookery stuff but uh, I was out of school when I was 16 and they were like you know you're too young you can't you're wait for two more years my mom was like okay you have this other option you can join uh, you know a bake baking school they are they accepting you even though you're 16 you can get in so I was like fine I'll do that and uh, it was really interesting I got to learn pastries cakes all kinds of fancy stuff right and uh, Yeah, I that was my my basis to, you know, learning these fine techniques and what not. But uh, to be honest, I I didn't make much use of that because uh, I don't know, I just didn't it didn't work out for me because right after that I was like that yeah, 16 and a half. So after I was done with that, I was 18. So like one and a half years later, right? And by the time I could work, yeah. 18 is the minimum, ne? So my first job was in a hotel. Uh it was a golf resort in uh, Jebel Ali in Dubai in UAE Jebel Ali right? So I went there I was all like super excited that you know when I when I went work in the kitchen the first day I was like okay okay this is not the same thing I had in mind because in my head it was like okay now I'm going to become a pastry chef okay is it th- that image of you know a uh, a uh, 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 a french bakery and like some nice you know like old europe i don't know so you know that kind of vibe going on but uh, there was just you know me in my head reality was that was not the situation it was a fast paced hectic you know x number of pastries x number of breads da 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 quick this many you know per day and it was so hectic and i was like whoa what have i signed up for you know Ah uh, and then I managed to like stay there for 6 months and by that time I was like I am out of here and I just quit the place I came back to Sri Lanka and then I was so now I mean I wanted to become a chef but this thing wasn't working out I saw the reality of what the hotel you know industry was and I was like okay shoot what do I do now uh So I've always wanted to uh, like 
meanwhile before i wanted to become a chef i forgot to mention that part i've always wanted to uh you know do something related to science i i you also you just yeah. didn't speak about that right yeah we can come to that i've always been fond of animals i've always been fond of nature the thing was i was a very uh, lazy person when it comes to putting effort because i wanted to chill you know take have things easy yeah i am up for that but if you put effort it's like a little too much you know so i i prioritize uh, having things easier or like you know chilling rather than putting effort so when it comes to science you, know, you put a lot of work in you know, studying and all that so even in school i did not select science because only because my brother told me the syllabus is you know so long yeah. in comparison to doing commerce and stuff like that. so i was like okay i'm not doing science then see that that was where i set the bar you know uh, which uh, I, i mean i don't have any regrets because even after school i started self learning science so i think i would probably say i know more than what they would have taught me in school yeah. during that time you know so i was i was always fond of nature and stuff like that so uh, after i came back and now since my chef idea was like shattered i was like you know what this system is crap okay i'm not going to you know partake in this system i'm going to become a farmer and go to like a rural area and just you know get out of this so that also i mean thinking about it now it was like a really like uh, you know I mean a foolish thing to think of I mean not think of to do if I executed that because it was basically escaping no escaping yeah it was the phase I was a young you know 18 year old so that there was basically escapism now I realized that uh, but back then it was like for the longest time I've always wanted things easy so that was what I wanted to do and I was like I was like kind of fixated on it to a certain extent I told my dad and he was like what you want to become a farmer what are you going to do i mean farm vegetables and do what you're not going to get like anything you're not going to have a career and uh, you know the typical i also get triggered by this stuff you know when they are like they expect me to be in this typical work you know earn house uh, marry no i'm out of that i was always out of that so that triggered me to a certain extent and i was like the rebel in me was like no i'm not going to listen to you you know i've always had that but uh, since i was still under their uh, what do you call it care i had to like uh, okay agree to yeah, them so then i started looking for jobs i was like fine i'll just do a random job to make money right i worked i did oof, i I did sales, I did marketing, I did this e-commerce management thing for a company. Uh I was a fitness trainer for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was a different story. That was towards the end. I'll come to that. But before that what else did I do? Oh, I was a mushroom uh, cultivator also at one point. That was interesting, but the only thing was it was very um strenuous, very labor intensive, you know, because you do yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. mushroom cultivation in in a commercial scale is that is is kind of hard because you have to go for like you know let's say let's say you're growing something like uh, mostly consumed uh, the most common ones are like the abalone or american oyster right oyster so those are the easiest to grow but uh, they grow in like sawdust and you put other stuff like uh, magnesium sulfate to like give it a bit of a boost and uh, uh, what is this uh, gram flour anamanang you put those stuff so uh, to do it in a commercial scale you have to do like a huge lot like 50 kilos mixing that you'll take like a you know like a shovel and mix it up and it's labor intensive so i did that for a while me and my mom and my brother we got together we did that for a while and it just got too much and me again the the, the wanting things easy i was like nah screw this but initially like when we started doing it it's not like it wasn't successful it was successful we did properly you know the 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 mushrooms you know the we filled them in bags right and the mycelium properly inoculated and like you know it spread through there was a white stack full of uh, mycelium there was a proper cake right and then uh, like even the fruiting you, so many times it started like fruiting and there was a, like we got a huge produce a huge uh, output The only thing was continuing that strenuous uh, labor. It was either me or my brother. Yeah, we 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 had a separate. We built a separate shed at the back, and uh, it was like proper, you know, with nets yeah. so insects couldn't go in. We had a proper setup. Uh, 
so continuing it was tough and that also died down um yeah and after that uh stopped on going in order these are i, I the timelines a bit jagged <laughs> yeah 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 uh so after that uh, what else did i do i actually worked again at a small restaurant for a bit i was like a small kade you know i don't i was like still i was so out of it in the sense of like i'm done with the system you know like i still was in the mindset of i'm going to live in some rural area area and like try to like make a living by the day and you know get on with life because life seems so like blur right so i went and worked in a small kade like where we did like these small sandwiches and i like made like a minimum wage a day that kind of thing also and that also didn't sustain for too long and then came to the fitness training where i did like functional fitness uh, for a gym in colombo for a bit and then like same like you i got this opportunity for uh, airways right but this only thing it was not not cabin crew it was ground ground staff and uh, since i was like my i didn't want to go i re- i clearly remember this i was at the gym the day before the interview you know they had this interview in in the hotel there was this jet wing or something like kalambu 7 right same yeah so i was at the gym and i was working in the gym and i was on my way back it was around 8 in the night and my brother was bugging me he was like constantly uh, telling me like you should do this you should go for the interview you know just go for it doesn't matter if you get it or not just face it So I was like fine whatever just because he said so I just you know the next day I put on like you know your you know your office official clothes a white shirt and all that da 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 and uh, made my way to the hotel and I'm there and it's like my god around 1500 applicants I couldn't tell at that time only at the end of the day I it was an open day it was an open day I couldn't tell you know specifically like approximately I was just judging it was around 500 people but at the end of the day I got to know it was 1500 applicants and i was apparently there for the second open day i don't know if yeah, yeah is it there two open days no yeah the second open day and the first open day had already finished and they had finalized a, a lot of people uh, to carry on to the second day um i went in i walked in and i handed over my cv what, whatever and all all that process took uh, it took a short while for me and they qui- yeah systematic right and i think they they were happy with me and they put me on to the second lot the people who came with the first lot like they finalized me in, like then and there i got like this red slip that said you know you're selected i don't remember exactly what it said anyways i was uh, on and uh, by the end of the day i was notified that i was selected and i was like uh, one of the 52 out of the 1500 that got selected and i was like oh okay okay wow i i came here with like you know no expectation of even being a part of this and now i'm selected right uh and that was also that so i'm i'm someone who like i don't know i've been reflecting all throughout my life i've been reflecting on my patterns okay and i realized or like i've i've not by that time i've done like eight different jobs so every time i went to an interview i get like super nervous and all that this was the only time i went i wasn't nervous i was myself and the the reason being i wasn't like I didn't want it in the first place. So I realized, oh shoot, I can just be myself, no? And that was like a turning point for me when it comes it came to uh, facing interviews, because yes. I was always a nervous person. Um, yeah, and then okay, and then a month later, after like all this pro- process, medical, whatnot, and all that, I I'm flying to for my job. And as soon as I went there, there's a bunch of Sri Lankans. We got like the people who got selected. We all went together, and uh, yeah. It was like um, it was like a mini Sri Lanka there for a while, yeah. And then started working, and for six months I was like fully into it now because now I'm like you know I felt like okay I'm doing something you know working with a crowd like a international crowd like I think hundred odd uh, countries no like people for forty something like yeah so it was an international workspace right. and uh, mingling with them was fun and interesting learning their cultures and all that and even the it was a transit hub right 80% of the flights that came in there were transit so you would see like people from almost the entire world and the system in place was also pretty cool it was it was and we had like an automated yeah. system going on the automated check in so it was really interesting the first 6 months i was like super you know into it and all that uh, so 
working there again like it was it got boring because it was a very routinal process right moreover i i also found it very you know uh, uh, the justice system over there yes. it was very you know off it wasn't there was no justice you know let's say the boss was a person from this country he'd favor his yeah. people and uh, yeah i mean that put me off because i was like come on that that doesn't make any sense how am i ever going to be you know i'm i'm being like genuinely honest i'm putting so much effort and i'm trying to be like uh, you know i'm trying to do things the right way but at the end of the day it's pointless that instantly put me off and i was like nah i'm going to hold back i'm not going to put any more effort that was like from within me that was my 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 you know what do you call it my moral system you could say um yeah so that was a total turn off you know and uh, after that i was like okay fine what am i doing it for initially it was like the the, the pleasure of helping people yeah. you know getting them it's up front right is up front you get to like give them you know you help them in all ways possible to bo- and even to like board their flight if they had like excess uh, uh i did this it wasn't a ethical thing to do but i can admit now that i'm not working in the airline i would like allow them to carry like 5 kilos extra yeah and especially no 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 especially that country i mean the middle east in all is uh they run on like labor right 15% at most of the locals are in that country and the remaining let's say 80 85% are in europe so they are like rich they are rich but they don't want to work so what do they do they hire these low class asian you know cheap labor and poor guys they get paid like so little they work so hard and they go home once a year maybe not even once a year and that's them that's those are the people we're dealing with right and they are checking in they have 40 kilos of luggage and these guys not even a proper luggage they like wrapped up bags you've seen that right and um, man so i felt so i mean obviously we it's such a heartbreaking um, you know situation there and so they would come to me and like they'd speak in like they wouldn't even speak english so they speak hindi and naturally i learned to speak hindi because i'm dealing with them right um they'd come and they'd tell me like oh no uh, now by 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 the system the, the airport system you're supposed to say okay more than 40 kilos 41 go repack and come back so i tell these guys that by the line and there's a mic that records us and all that yeah, stuff yeah. right and they're like no but i'm taking this for my child and this and that and i'm like e- yeah okay cool you know what it passes cuz i i couldn't yeah. i don't know if it i was probably wrong but i couldn't as a as a human being i saw i looked in that person's eyes and i'm like man i understand i understand um he may he may have even lied but it doesn't matter right i i understand uh, general the general uh, you know background of a person like that he was a laborer in the country he was basically his blood and sweat was what created the 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 you know skyscrapers and the the metro system and all of that so yeah i would do that and and like i told you after I, my passion or all that died down i would like intentionally be like i I still want to help people but I didn't want I wasn't passionate about working in an airline because it was all rigged it didn't matter so for the I worked there for one year for the rest of the 6 months I was like you know I didn't give two rats yeah. poop <laughs> yeah I would come to work I would be like you know what yeah you yes check in you 45 kilos yeah sure you know what take take five more kilos in your hand luggage you can go like 7 kilos for hand luggage no no take <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, ooh. Okay, I didn't think about you guys. I thought about the passengers. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you guys had to take yes. the hit for that, yeah? Yeah, so 6-4 months there somehow I like, you know, stayed there for a year and I could have continued longer but within me, you know, there there was this inner Yeah my there's an inner voice within me being like okay you're earning money you're here but what are you doing and and like you exactly like you I would go home for the rest of the 6 months every day turn on youtube uh I would I would watch these vlogs travel with chatura yes. uh, yeah <laughs> what else all these guys you know 
because sailor i think sailor boy or something it's a sri lankan uh, sailor who comes and he travels around sri lanka so i was watching him as well right <laughs> so yeah see even there right that was me for the next 6 months and i had a room a roommate from candy uh, and he was also like you know we would get together and like you know just like reminiscence the the, the times we had in like sri lanka we, we were homesick we were homesick right and especially me homesick not only because i was out of uh, afar from home I was not the kind of person to miss my family, to be honest, because I'm I'm more like a lone yeah. wolf, you know. I I'm okay being myself, but what I missed the most was the country, the greenery, the mountains, the beaches, the waterfalls, you know, the entire. Right, and and such a diverse country, and I was like, damn, I'm here in this concrete jungle. I was born somewhere else and I lived there and you know I I meant to be there. I always felt that way. Even even like being for in in Dubai for 10 years, right? I always felt off. Always felt off and uh, my father is still there and he's like don't you want to come for holidays? I'm like no way. Especially if you consider a place like Dubai, what are the prospects they have like land prospects they have? Absolutely. We have almost every bloody thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have everything. I think we are a gold mine, you know. Yeah. So that got me thinking like what am i doing i'm earning good buck but uh, am i satisfied am i satisfied am i doing anything with this this re- i mean i'm a, i'm a native i mean i'm a native of this country all this land is part of me right like i can make use of it so am i am i doing the best i can with my life uh, yeah and that was a strong no from within so one year on the dot i stayed for one year only because my brother again my brother was like stay for one year you know get that uh, what do you what do you call it the, the certificate of yeah. that you completed for one year leaving certificate i don't know what what is it called whatever just 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 a bit the the yes service letter right that certifies that you worked for somewhere for a year because it was like you know it will help you in your career and all that so likewise like like you again i I never thought of career. I never thought of career. Even up to date, I don't think of career, and I'm 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 comfortable that way. I can't think in this you know system, this box of, okay, what am I going to be in five years? What am I? Going to, I can't. I'm. That's just who I am. Narrowing down the scope way too much. It does. It does. It just limits me. I, I would just like to, live by the day, live by the day, and, so that there was also like. Um, the 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 downfall of that me i was on an extreme of living by the day right i would be like you know i want to live by the day and i wouldn't think about tomorrow so that that included not even wanting a stable job yeah. so lately i've come to realize oh no lately in the sense the past two years i've gotten into this whole transformational uh, you know what do you call it? it's more like a reflective sense of reflection you know it's a practice of reflection for the past few years i've been reflecting on how i think things i do um and what is my intention behind all of this uh yeah starting from that ever since i started going down that path i've been questioning a lot of uh, my habits a lot of my ways uh, i was too uh, too much of a you know i don't know what do you call it a gypsy you could say a gypsy running from place to place jumping here and there and like uh yeah taking things too easy so that was uh, around that time like uh, i mean later on like let's say a year ago around that time was when i was like looking for something stable and uh purpose i i still didn't ha- have a purpose even now like i my purpose goes along the line with uh, the line of you know helping people i really want to help people that is i know that that's there for sure like no matter what but uh, in terms of career or work i want to i'm still figuring that out i know it's going to do it's going to be something to do with uh, health food that kind of scene yeah and i'm i'm anyways passionate about that now um yeah so around that time the transformational time which was a year ago properly where i was like looking into the fact that i was not my ways are not the right way i have to find something stable is where i stumbled across uh, good life x through uh, vihan gun yeah he was a good friend of mine before even uh, working here with him uh, and uh, he was like you know what i think this and you will go hand in hand 
with the whole you know my my background of wanting to be you know with health wellness and all then i was like yeah sure i'll give it a go and when i joined here i was still under that now working in 10 different places you know that mindset you have ah uh, it's another job yeah it's another job so i have to be you know there's almost that 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 sense of discomfort where you're like okay i'm working again for another organization those same old patterns seeped in here but the more i started working here i realized oh my god this is not that typical you know workplace you know where you feel that the most uh, i think uh, sunday night when it's monday tomorrow if you feel like it's not a burden oh, i have to wake up i obviously when i first started still like you said the job it's another job mondays were horrendous for me as well but like the more i worked i'm like okay monday yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking forward for it that was a big thing that like you know uh gave me like verification because I, i felt like okay i'm at the right place doing that's the right like, stuff give away you know that you you were in the right place and um, yeah I, so as i started like working here i i was like the entire system was like I was like is this even real yeah. you know I'm so used to that exposure when I was when I started working here the people the culture the 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 whole you know what, what is the terminology we give the circular not the high the hierarchy hierarchy where we don't have a top down thing going on that is so liberating because I don't have to be like you know I, I had work trauma to be honest yeah. I had work trauma I was like okay shoot I'm not feeling well today am i initially yeah i was that that was how traumatized i was should i actually do i have the liberation to actually you know speak voice myself out and say okay i can't come to work today so i would like approach uh, let's say randula or vihan going be like is it okay if i don't come to work they like what yeah you can't work you you stay at home and i was like okay wow you know that kind of you know uh, they 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 kind of valued me i felt being valued you know and i was like wow okay that made me want to work more and alongside you know um, even road to region right like when yesterday we had this onboarding program seeing those people come together and like uh, what they do and being a part of that being able to help them man so much satisfaction wake it up in the morning i i have never i have never been the person to want to work okay i've always been um, um the person like i told you earlier i was mentioned earlier like i wanted things very easy i wanted to chill all the time and now in comparison to that person let's say 6 months ago now i'm the total opposite i wake up in the morning i open my laptop i'm like what's today what's for today you know what do you have to do okay let's check in with this you know company or whatever i can't believe i'm doing that and it's so satisfactory you know yeah yeah so yeah let's just uh, take a look at what this shit says ah uh, yeah all right so interesting shit do you have any stories to share from uh, cabin crew being in the cabin crew or any other jobs any noticeable uh, you know men worthful you know worthy things to mention yeah which one to say ne um about me i i, I can't I, i can't just off the bat can't think of anything lad but uh, yeah to keep i don't know i i would just say uh, maybe we could now some things maybe i shouldn't mention i don't know there's certain <laughs> things that i don't want even to talk about you know and not even relevant and and also you know a bit yeah. you can't even speak about the stuff so um so yeah going back to uh, again here work over here i think uh, i wanted to mention the fact that uh, i think not only has it allowed me to uh, help people it also helped myself grows an individual for instance even talking in this podcast i was someone who can't even like speak in a ca- in front of a camera or in front of some i was i was so nervous i was so uh, self conscious so that that i think uh, working with good life x gave me that opportunity to be upfront and like uh, be myself right i didn't have to like put on this facade of 
being you know professional or whatever it is you want to label and uh, yeah like i i'm just so comfortable now like speaking out obviously that tingling nervousness is there but i'm able to identify that because alongside with my uh, self reflection this came hand in hand right uh, being able to like uh, i was provided this uh, platform to 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 experiment with myself even when there were times where i would like uh, initially speak up when i joined it i was like try to like speak about stuff and i'd stutter i'd be nervous and i was accepted for that yeah. i was accepted for that so i i think yeah, that that to add to the work culture you know that's something amazing to be able to grow as a person alongside helping other people i mean as an individual it's not just you working and getting work done it's work for yourself as well yeah yeah so yeah do you have anything to add about about uh, the work culture over here that helped you uh the most impressive thing for me as well like like you as well it's just how accepting everything was and how amazingly like minds like attract to this this is like glx has loki been like a conduit like any sort of like the folks you meet there are like there's such a degree of chemistry uh i don't know what found what's the foundation of that even when we run a program we get like you know there's so many interest about whoever's com- whoever has come through there's so much of a sink like you said from the experts to everyone so none of them so even though there's like a system like there's a standard operating procedure and all of that when we even go through a program it's not just about deliverables everybody goes out of their way and like you know that's what it makes like you know like i just to like uh, the last demo day I saw all of the experts who were working with the companies looking at the pictures everybody looked like a proud parent and it was just like so good <laughs> it's amazing work like to be honest like throughout my career this has been the most like you know gratifying and like you know gratifying and satisfying stuff I've done it and like and like a massive pool of like knowledge I've been gaining so much from the experts especially like like I do meet like experts who I like you know relevantly like social media and digital marketing I would pay good money <laughs> to get the exposure I get from like you know just like you know working alongside and coordinating stuff they are such a wealth of knowledge and they don't just like you know keep their knowledge to themselves they're more than happy to like you know ah oh, you're interested ah, okay let me you know tell you this it's been amazing that has been like the highlight throughout like since i joined glx to be honest so basically it's a hub that attracts exactly giving vibe yeah so the insta handle is on point glx hub <laughs> <laughs> Oh by the way I have another question for you. How did your interview process go for me? Uh, <laughs> so nobody told me there won't be any food. I expected there to be food cuz it's at 7 o'clock in the morning and uh, I went already didn't eat from home. I expected there to be food and I went there and the initial uh, you know uh, they give you a brief right and then the uh, you, did you get like a English comprehension test kind of thing? Yeah. So while that was going there was like dead silence inside the room and my stomach just kept growling. <laughs> and it was the most embarrassing thing was the moment I stepped out of uh, the uh examination room there was a bunch of like you know other applicants coming up to me and giving me food. <laughs> about about stuff like that, right? Like I don't know. I don't think we should be like I'm just nitpicking the words you used. Embarrassing. I, I don't think so. No, I think it's just a norm. Yeah, no, it's a norm. We are hungry, and and, yeah. and that's the thing. So that's that's a part of the societal norm. Yeah. You know, the idea you can't. Use, I don't know. Everything is nitpicked. Everything is like you know tried to be perfect or. Uh, going worse to be honest. Like it is. It is. I mean, do we have to even name all the. I don't even want to get into it but you understand ma'am what I'm saying right Okay let's see what this says It's cursive I'm finding it hard to read 
Ah, okay. Did your past experience put you at an advantage or disadvantage in your current setting? Did my past experience? Hmm. I think, I think my past experience shaped who I am today. If I didn't have those tough times, if I didn't have those experiences to, to tell me, okay, this is wrong, I wouldn't know what was right for me, you know. That contrast was needed. Uh, and especially working in a place like I have is that's like the top like if you take an organization as that's like one of the biggest places biggest exposures right going there and seeing that that system was also crap I mean once you experience crazy extractive right once you're exposed to that and you know okay even the biggest of the biggest corporations have a very you know broken system you just you know you've experienced a lot, no? And then you're like, okay, fine. I mean, if I didn't experience that, I wouldn't. I would still have probably uh, somewhere down the line, I would be like, okay, maybe I want to work for a big corporation, you know? But that experience, uh, that exposure, I mean, uh, that told me everything I needed to know about a big corporation. They are. They are not even like. Uh, I mean, apart from it being a big corporation, the the, the entire setting of it was wrong, extractive. But the bigger the cooperation is, they can't pay attention to their employees, you know, all of that. And uh, yeah, so personally speaking, I mean, me being a gypsy, I think even that, that uh, taking that experience, I needed to jump from place to place in order to know, okay, this jumping doesn't work. You know, I need to settle down. And of course, it took me some time. It took me 11 years. I'm 27 now. And uh, Ever since I was out of school, so let's say 16, I was always jumping around and like trying to find this perfect, peaceful, you know, match. It should match me. Things should come easy kind of thing. It's nonsense. That's the reality of the world is not such. The reality is you work for something, you get it. That's the truth of it. That's that's it. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, where I am now is a beautiful space. I... I, I very much appreciate all those experiences I've had and uh, yes would you like to yeah for me also I like, just like you uh, I don't think if I did not have those experience I'd I'd appreciate what is offered right now I would not like you know like the perspective of me would like it's actually now like I'm like I've seen where it can lead to and I've seen how like 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 we said extractive how it impacts I've seen like especially during COVID in like it's not just the airways uh, uh, that's been extractive it's just how I've seen so many third world countries laborers during COVID they just had no support structure and not even the embassies were representing them they were literally out on the streets during their summer which was horrible like they couldn't like and that's not like that's not how like a human life should be valued at like you know and like seeing all of that and like seeing like even especially from a country like Sri Lanka which is like since the colonialization it has been uh, everything that has came through Sri Lanka has been extracted so far, right? Right now, we've actually started looking like they we started seeing okay, what is regenerative, what we can do, how can we not be extractive, and now we're looking in. I'm glad like we us being a hub for that. So uh, all of those like if I just said like come here for the sake of just being you know an, just another job kind of thing like I'd. I'm totally if I if I started this job without having those previous experience this would just be another job I would not be valuing every single aspect like this like, like GLX itself is offering yeah. so I'm so glad uh, I've had those experiences I've like like we've spoke before I don't regret anything like you know even the past past made like <laughs> like that meme it, it, it is what it is <laughs> that's how I go throughout my life as well uh, so yeah I'd Definitely, I'd cherish my uh, previous experiences and how it fits so nicely. Uh, and like the biggest thing, more than my uh, career, that actually made me see the values of what GLX is offering is during the whole protest season. Like, like because I was very reactive as well back then. Like, 
it was just okay again revolution we were la revolution all like and then i saw like okay there are other ways we can revolt right there's like you know you can like have like a much more systematic revolution that goes sweeps across like we can like you know passes passes uh, no practical way that'll that'll like that'll loki uh, what do you call uh, mold the next generation not molding as in like like you know like like constricting them you this way too yeah so they're like the general i the biggest thing i want to break in sri lanka is to like you know you have to get out of the country to you know do something you can do so much within the country itself so uh yeah shit no yeah that's about it for me yeah how about we no i think we covered I just, I just want to say for the people watching i mean uh, as you heard us share about uh, our experiences i think you should also if you've not figured out your stuff i i don't think it's something you have to worry about because we we all don't have to like fit in the system no yeah, you don't timeline. it's not a linear timeline time time i mean to be honest this is my first actual job i was actually present here although i worked in other places i wasn't present i was just aloof you know yeah. just trying to get by autopilot. autopilot but so yeah if you're still you know in the phase of figuring stuff out and maybe you you think you know you're on your late 20s or in your 30s and you have to have your stuff together that's just you looking at society and and saying that you know okay other people are doing doing well at their in this age you know they have these things i should also be doing that's your mind telling you that i don't think you have to necessarily fall trap for that so just notice that and uh, yeah keep doing you yeah thank you